because I do feel like I do have a word for this church and we're going to stay in the same vein that we were staying in or that we were in this morning dealing with spiritual warfare. I feel very strong to speak about this and to give some clear direction to many here today. But we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual fight. And we must understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty. But the mighty comes through God. And when it comes through God, then there can be pulling down of strongholds. If it does not come through God, there will be no pulling down of strongholds. And that's what we are dealing with in the spirit. We are dealing with spiritual strongholds. That's what has a hold of your mind. It's a stronghold. That's what has a hold of your heart. That's what's happening in your life. It's a stronghold. And the only way to pull down a stronghold is have to go through Jesus Christ. Stronghold cannot come down any other way. But it must come through God. Christ Jesus. So 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, starting at verse number 1. Listen to what Paul says here. He says, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of, of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. We're going to stop right there. I, I want to preach on a simple subject and that is I refuse. Somebody say I refuse. I refuse to stay down. I refuse to stay down. Lord, we thank you for this word that we're about to receive. God, this is your church. We are your people. These are your sheep. I am your vessel. Help me, O oh God, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Some ought to say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We will just take a moment and look at the observation of the creation of the world. The solar system, the plant and animal kingdom, and humankind, it all teaches us that God is a God of order. The arrangement of the molecular structure of atoms, the cellular structure of our bodies, the circulatory and neurological systems of humans all point to the detailed precision that God invested in his world. The same quest for order and structure is also modeled in the spiritual world and in the church. In our opening text, we read that the apostle Paul did not command the Christian church to follow him blindly regardless of where he went or what he did. 
He qualified his instructions to them with these words. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. The word followers means imitators. He is establishing apostolic ordinances and traditions for this first church or the first generation church. In other words, as I submit myself and my life to the headship and direction of Jesus Christ, you should likewise submit your lives to the doctrine that I teach. The word of God provides a detailed roadmap to help us successfully navigate our way from this world to the world to come. So first, we must understand the spiritual authority that is in the church. So we can go to 1 Peter chapter number 5. This is when Jesus is instructing Peter. Verse number 2, it says, Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not by filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. I'm telling you, that is my desire. Notice that the pastor is not the chief shepherd. He is an under shepherd. And thus he is directly responsible to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the chief shepherd. He is directed to take oversight over the flock of God. But the flock does not belong to me. I am to feed, care for, and provide direction to the church in the role of a steward or an agent. His authority or my authority is delegated to me by God. It is only from God. If people choose to resist the pastor, the authority, or ignore his direction, they are not just resisting or ignoring him. They are resisting and ignoring the authority of God. Remember, we're talking about spiritual warfare here today. We are resisting and ignoring the authority that God has set in our lives and for our own good. And you do this at your own peril. So we must understand the spiritual authority that God has set in the church. And if we understand the spiritual authority that God has set in the church, then we can now better understand, hopefully, the spiritual authority that God has set in our life. For the scripture says in Romans chapter number 8, starting at verse number 13, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many, are, excuse me, as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. See, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you became a new creature. We find that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Somebody say, old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed I'm going to say that one more time. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Whereas you were formerly the servant of sin, you have now become the servant of righteousness. 
In Romans chapter 6, verse number 6, it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death have no more dominion over him. Some ought to say hallelujah. For in that he died, he died unto sin just once. He's not doing it again. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye ourselves also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof but the scripture goes on to say neither yield ye your members as instruments see oftentimes I pray for my hands I say Lord keep my hands where they should be oftentimes I pray for my feet I say Lord don't let me walk in the places I should not be walking into and then I lay hands on my eyes and say Lord help me not to look at things I should not be looking at oh somebody help me in here today it says neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God if you're going to walk anywhere walk into the church if you're going to look at anything look into the word of the God the Bible says but yield ye yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God there are two primary areas when it comes to spiritual warfare. Either many people overemphasize or others underemphasize. Some people blame every sin, every conflict, and every problem on the devil, on demons that need to be cast out. I'm sorry, you can't blame everything on the devil. Others completely ignore the spirit realm and the fact that the Bible tells us our battle is against spiritual powers. The key to successful spiritual warfare is finding the biblical balance. Jesus sometimes cast demons out of people. Other times he healed people with no mention of the demonic. Oftentimes, many of us, the things that we deal with or that we struggle with in the natural are really battles that are happening in the spirit realm. When an individual, hear me very closely, when an individual is having dreams, is having thoughts, certain unusual feelings that are not normal, these feelings came from nowhere, it seems. Oftentimes, that is a spiritual attack that can only be fought in the spirit that is why you cannot allow yourself to be open up to spiritual attacks that's why i often caution parents and all the young people that you must be careful what type of movies that you watch you cannot allow yourself just to be watching some movie and then all of a sudden you're thinking thoughts and having dreams and you're wondering where did this come from you have to be careful mommy and daddy what you play on 
on that television. Don't just be playing no simple something that you think is okay for your ears because I'm telling you there's other ears down the hallway that's also listening in. They don't have to see it with their eyes but all of a sudden they're picking up on cuss words. They're picking up on demonic things that's going to torment. Oh, I wish I could preach to this church right now. I'm telling you, you better watch what you follow on social media. Just because something is a social media trend, just because everybody else is looking at it and watching it, you better be careful because every voice has a spirit behind it. So just because they call themselves a preacher, just because they call themselves a prophet, that does not mean they are the voice of the living God. If you need more words to listen to, every single service is streamed. I'm telling you right now, you better get a hold of God. You better get a hold of God. That's why we're dealing with so many spiritual mess. Ah. Uh, let me preach this for a little bit uh, I'm telling you you better be careful uh, certain spiritual attacks uh, come through sexual activity uh, if you think you, can, you don't open yourself up to sexual activity then all of a sudden things begin to grab hold of you uh, thoughts begin to grab hold of you uh, all of a sudden you walking into places uh, you never thought you would walk into uh, why because you've allowed yourself uh, to dive uh, into an area uh, that was reserved uh, for marriage uh, I'm telling you this is how we deal with spiritual warfare we cannot lend ourselves to the unrighteous but somebody needs to get a hold of God and say I'm going to live the right way Amen. glory be to God uh-huh. so this is important because this is why we're dealing with so many spiritual attacks is because we're opening ourselves up to spiritual things. <laughs> I hope somebody's hearing me online. I hope y'all hearing me in this church. <laughs> Because I'm going to preach this thing. I'm telling you, we wonder why we're dealing with so many things in our spirit. Wonder why we're having so many thoughts. Wonder why certain things are happening and you're trying to fight it, but you're fighting it the wrong way. We learned that this morning. We're fighting it the wrong way when you got to fight it with the word of God. But let me help you out, somebody. The word says don't do it. The word says stay away. The word says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Uh, let me get back to my notes then. Y'all don't want to hear this. The notes don't get any easier uh, because the notes are anointed as well. See, when you open yourself up to spiritual attack that started as a thought, then turns into action, then it becomes a habit. And now you find yourself lost, drowning in fear and condemnation. But to be able to stand victoriously in a battle, a battle against the enemy, certain spiritual requirements must be met in the life of a believer. 
One of those things is obedience. That's what we learned about. That's what we spoke about. That's what I just read about, having a spiritual authority in the church. We must be obedient to your spiritual authority. Many of us will lose some battles simply because we refuse to be submissive and listen to the man of God in your life. The second principle and thing is we must have a right relationship with Jesus. How do you expect to win if you are steady quenching the spirit within you? Well, I've come to war tonight in the spirit. If the devil thought we gave all we had this morning, he must be mistaken. Well, maybe I'll just preach to myself. If the enemy thought I gave everything this morning, he's got another thing coming because I'm coming back for round two and I'm telling that devil you better get out of my home get out of my life get out of my situation help me God to be able to stand in the evil day well let me preach to this church see this is when I need the elderly to support your pastor the most I don't you may not be able to stand but I need somebody to wave their hand because I'm telling you we are in a fight hallelujah amen we are in a fight and we are in a fight that we cannot lose Elder Norris we can't lose this Elder Norris so we need people to understand the only way that you are able to stand in this evil day is if you have a mind of Christ somebody needs to remove the filth the unrighteousness of your old ways if any man be in Christ all things pass away those old ways that old man has to come off but when you got baptized you put on a new man when you were filled with the spirit a new man came in you you became resurrected in a new life and now God is moving me in a new direction clap your hands unto the Lord magnify the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Well, I've come to ask the question, do I still have any soldiers in the army of the Lord? Well, I need some of you just to shout with all of your might, I refuse to stay down. Oh, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Because I'm speaking to someone today that's in a fight for your salvation. I'm speaking to someone's heart here today that's in a fight for your salvation. It seems like just over the last few months, you've been up against complete hell. You've just been fighting so many demons and devils. It seems like every time you turn around, there's a new devil. It seems like every time you turn around, here's a new problem. It seems like you get through one problem, here comes another problem. You're getting hit from the front, you get hit 
from the back from side to side you're wondering what in the world is going on I'm telling you this is a spiritual fight I'm telling you this is a spiritual battle I'm telling you you cannot win this battle if you are going to fight in the natural but somebody needs to get this down in their spirit that we are in a spiritual warfare the devil knows his time is short and if his time is short that means Jesus is coming soon so it's no reason so it's no reason for me to jump out now somebody needs to jump in somebody needs to get a hold of God somebody needs to get excited that you live for Jesus clap your hands unto the Lord let's magnify him I refuse. I refuse. Don't worry about me. I'll get my rest on Monday. Don't call me tomorrow. I'm telling this whole church, don't call me. I'm going to be out. But I'll get my rest tomorrow. I got a devil to fight. We got a war to win. We're walking out of here victorious. I'm walking out of here with my head lifted up. I'm not walking out of here condemned by the devil. But I'm walking out with victory. I want us to imagine King David before he even became king. We know that he fought Goliath. We know that he took down the mighty giant. This uncircumcised Philistine is what David referred to him as. When everybody else had one view that he was a giant, David had another view. Oh, some of us need to get our eyes checked. We need to have a different view. We need to look at our situation, not looking at the size, but knowing you got a great big God that stands behind you. Oh, let me, oh, let me preach, let me preach. But let me help you understand. David fought Goliath. And the scripture says, we know the story, that he slew Goliath with his own sword. But I'm telling you, there's a spirit that is attacking this age where we feel like King David. Every time you turn around, here comes another giant. Every time you turn around, here comes another devil. Well, if you read your Bible, in 2 Samuel chapter number 21, you will come across a story where now David is getting ready to go into another battle in Gath. And here comes another giant. But you've got to understand something here. That imagine this. Imagine David standing on the hill, Brother Carson, and looking over across the battlefield and seeing this giant. I thought I killed you. I thought, I know I killed you. I cut your own head off. What are you doing back alive? The Bible says that this giant no doubt looked, excuse me, the Bible doesn't say this, but this is Eddie Robinson thinking. I've got to correct that. Bible doesn't say this. This is another Eddie Robinson-ism. You know, the ones that my wife do not like. Okay, so no doubt, when David looks across the battle, he's like, that looks like Goliath. That, 
his stature is just like Goliath. If David would have got close enough, it probably smelled like Goliath. The Bible says that this giant had six fingers on each hand and six toes. That's how large this giant was. And no doubt, as I'm preaching here today, we must understand this, that when we are faced against battles, there seems like when we get through one battle, here comes another battle. We fight one devil, and here comes another devil. David got through one giant, and here comes another giant. But we don't know King David as King David. If he would have bagged down from the next giant. I'm telling you right now, David had to stand flat-footed and say, we are going after this giant. I don't know what it seems. I don't know what it looks like, but I know that my God is greater, and I know God is great and greatly to be praised. And if God is on my side, I don't care what size the giant is, I will be victorious. So, David killed one giant, but here comes another giant. And here comes another giant. And here come another giant. David was constantly in battles with giants. Why? <laughs> See, because the one thing the enemy knew about David was that he was special. He was anointed. David was gifted. Are you hearing me? David was gifted. But Sister Carson, his gift came from God. So that means if his gift came from God, his gift is spiritual. And the devil cannot do anything with spirit. Let me talk to you over here. See, his gift was spiritual. And since his gift was spiritual, that means his gift came from God, who is the giver. And see, the devil knows that when he's dealing with something that is spiritual, that comes from God, he cannot attack the giver. He tried that once. And Jesus said, I beheld him like lightning fall from heaven. He already tried it with God one time and he failed. So he knows he cannot attack God. So what does he do? He attacks you. And so what he does is, David, he sends giants after you so that you stop using your gift. Uh-huh. See, that's what we must understand is that when we are going through spiritual battles and when giants after giants, devils after devils seem to be messing with us, it's only confirming that God's anointing is on my life. You may not get excited about that, but every time the devil tries to attack me, it just elevates me. It lets me know that God is with me. Let me help you understand. Because when the devil understands and knows that you are gifted, my friend, we must understand this, that it's already too late. Because God gives gifts and talents without repentance. So it's already too late. By the time the devil even realizes that you are special and that you are anointed and that you are gifted. I'm sorry, devil. You've come too late because I've come too far. God has... 
I wish I could talk to somebody in here. I've already come too far. Devil, you're too late. I've come too far. God has brought me too far. I'm not giving up now. I'm not throwing in the towel now. I'm not turning around now. But I know my God is able to do anything. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. So that's why we need to understand this is spiritual warfare. This is a spiritual thing. It's just manifesting itself in natural ways. I've been there. I've come up for prayer, having an issue in my hip. I remember this issue right here in my hip. I said, my Lord. My wife already tells me, you need to stop telling those people this young man. Stop saying this young man came to tell you. you you're Just accept it. You're, you're getting on up there. Because when I preach, I'm always saying, this young man. I said, well, somebody in the church think I'm young. Praise God. My kids may not think that. But somebody do. Makes me feel good. Thank you, Sister Holmes. Thank you. Somebody think I'm still young. So I'm going to keep saying, this young man. See, this is a spiritual battle. Pray for my hip. I went home, victory. I mean, no more pain, no more nothing. And won't you know, it wasn't a week later. Wait a minute. What did that pay? I know I received my deliverance. I, I know, I know it. I received my, I know I did. But why is this pain back? David, Goliath, why are you back? But what I've come to understand in the spirit is that that giant was not the same giant. It was a different giant that looked like the same giant. So now I've come to understand that if the enemy tries to attack me in the exact same area, causing me to lose my faith, I say, get behind me, Satan. I received my healing last week and I'm going to believe God for my healing this week. So when I lay hands on myself, I say, I shall be made whole in Jesus' name. See, the enemy would do everything he can. That old serpent, he's subtle. He's subtle from the beginning. Conniving, sneaking, he's a liar. And he will do everything he can to try to bring an attack against you that looks, that feels, and that manifests itself just like something you already received deliverance for years ago. To make you think everything was for nothing. It is a lie from the devil. 
it is a lie when you received your healing the healing came when you received your deliverance the deliverance came this is a different animal this is a different giant but giants still fall I'm here to tell somebody I refuse to stay down I refuse to stay down I refuse to stay down but I'm going to rise up and give my God some praise let's stand to our feet magnify the Lord in this house Hallelujah. I remember, I'm going to share a quick little story. I remember, I feel like worshiping in here. I feel like worshiping. If you want to be seated, be seated. I'm going to tell a quick little story. But I feel like worshiping. Hallelujah. I remember telling this story before, so be familiar to me. But one of my favorite boxing stories is with Rocky Marciano. In 1952, he fought Jersey Joe Walcott. That's my, I love this story. So y'all may hear it 30 more times. I'm going to be 65. You remember Jersey Joe? Yes, Pastor, you've said it. And the story goes like this. Well, first of all, Rocky Marciano was the undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. Never lost. Undefeated. Never, never lost. Undefeated. He'd come up against his Jersey Joe in 1952, and Jersey Joe knocks him down. Not just once, not just twice. I believe he, hit it, he got him down three times. I believe. It could be just twice. Got to go back and freshen up on my story. If I'm going to tell these stories, I got to get them good. But what's interesting is, is that whenever Jersey Joe knocked over Rocky Marciano, Jersey Joe would go over to Rocky Marciano and begin to utter words. No one could hear what Jersey Joe was saying, but he would utter these words every time with his fist pumping. But what's interesting is, is that Rocky Marciano's corner began to tell him, you've got to knock this guy out. If you want a chance to win, you got to put him down, knock him out. He can't get back up. Of course, we know the very last round, Rocky Marciano knocked him clean out. He was done. The reporters rushed over to Jersey Joe and said, what were you saying to Rocky Marciano every time he hit the mat? Jersey Joe said, I just simply said, stay down. Stay down. Stay down. Every time I hit him, stay down. Stay down. They said, why was you saying that? He said, well, if you understand Rocky Marciano, he's known for his stamina. And I knew that if Rocky kept getting back up, I had no chance to win. Oh, I've come to tell somebody if we can pick up that spirit just for a moment. I don't care what's happening in your life. Ooh, I feel a praise about the erupt in here. I feel a praise about the erupt in this house. If we can just pick that up in our spirit, that no matter what the enemy has thrown your way, what has been coming at you, you must refuse to stay down. And you must understand that if God be for you, 
then who can be against you? But somebody here today needs to rise back up. Someone here today needs to rise. Oh, am I preaching to somebody right now? Come on, let's let our praise rise just for a moment. Let's let our praise rise just for a moment. Someone here today needs to refuse to stay down. But I'm going to fight this battle with all that I have. Some of us need to recommit ourselves to obedience. Some of us need to recommit ourselves to the spirit that's within us. Many of us need to recommit ourselves and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost because you're opening yourself up for spiritual attack but I'm telling somebody I'm not walking out of here defeated but I'm going to run down to this altar and I'm going to give it all to Jesus with all that I have do I have a few people that will run down to this altar lift up the name of Jesus and begin to magnify him from the front to the back clap your hands unto the Lord Lift your voice in Jesus' name.